Hey everybody, this is Len, a.k.a. the Bat Tribble of Black Tribbles and Michelle Mission fame, inviting you to check out Security Blanket, the podcast about HBO's Insecure. Ariel Johnson and Jasmine Carroll, famed of Amalgam Comics and Coffee House, sit down each and every week with Issa and Molly to go through the crazy insane adventures that they get into on this hit series. It doesn't matter if it has to deal with them dealing with Lawrence or Daniel or the Hotation or BJ's or even how do you get along with somebody named Frida. Issa and Molly are going insane every week and Ariel and Jasmine are there to make you feel comfortable getting through it like best friends do, nice and comfy under the security blanket. The podcast about HBO's Insecure, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, any place and every place that you find podcasts. Hey, you can just Google Security Blanket Podcast, and it's the first thing that come up. Show them some love. Sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation, you're listening to Go to Talk. Go to Talk. We are here at 4327 Main Street in Maniunk. The power is back on, so that's good. That is good. Come and get your comics, ladies and gentlemen. We've got 30 <laughs> issues of By Night number three from Boombox. These can be yours at the ridiculously low price of $3.99. See, what had happened was. Uh, <laughs> I accidentally typed 30 when I meant to order three copies. <laughs> so learn from me, kids. Don't do that. Um, I'm Johnny Destructo, a.k.a. the Thwip Tribble. Yo, what's up? Holla at your boy. This is Len, a.k.a. the Bat Tribble. And we had a listener come in, Leonard. Leonard, <laughs> did we? part six. Did um, we, Jonathan? <laughs> uh, Jason, I believe his name was. I texted it to you so I wouldn't forget. <laughs> and what's yet you don't have it up. Wait, wait. No, no, it's coming. It's coming. Uh... <laughs> Uh, his name was. Oh man, we had too many texts. Jason gotta, Brown. That's what I said. <laughs> that's Jason Brown. He showed up with his family in tow. Oh really? I oh, just cool. hit puberty. <clears throat> with his family in tow, uh, and it was very sweet. It was very nice to meet you. Thank you, Jason and Jason Fam. Uh, Is but, he local? Yes. Okay. He must cool. be because he placed an order that he's going to pick up. So okay. locally. Um, so. Oh, why did I? So uh, my name is the Thwip Tribble. My triple triple designation is Thwip Tribble. And he expressed, I didn't know what you were saying ah. when you said, th and he finally figured it out. It was like, oh, Thwip, Spider-Man, Thwip, which is, so anyone who doesn't know, Thwip Tribble is because I'm a big, I keep popping my peas, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm a big Spider-Man fan. And the sound effect that the webs make when mm -hmm. he fingers his web shooter is uh, Thwip, T-H-W-I-P-P. Yes, and that it should be known that has been like historically. Mm -hmm. I, I think I don't know if it's maybe like in the first Spider-Man comic book, but not long after 
uh, in Spider-Man comic books whenever he would shoot his web and you'd have a sound effect that they yeah. would draw, it would say THWIP, T-H-W-I-P. Um, I was one of one of the ideas. I had so many ideas for my comic shop. One of them was Thwip Comics or something. I was like, "That's too esoteric. No one's going to get that." And it doesn't really roll off the tongue. Um, Thwip comic stuff. What are your What are your favorite sound effects? Which I think there's a, there's several that are specifically for comic book characters or sound effects. Oh really? Oh wow! Um, Come on, man. I, I I don't think about like the sound effects so much. However, I do think of the letterers. So I think of their style when they do sound effects. Oh, okay. And when I think of that, I like um, John Workman's lettering when he does. Uh, I like his lettering, period. But when he does sound effects, they're nice and fat. And I really Man. like them. I, I Honestly, TBH, I don't, uh, I don't know think about any. I never. No, no. Really? No, man, I don't. You don't think about letterers at all? No. I don't. I do when um, they're like drummers in a band or okay. something, right? They're the backbones, mm -hmm. and you don't really notice it's bad until, or no, you don't really notice it until it's bad. Or like, or uh, soundtrack in a in a movie, like a score in a movie. Mm -hmm. I don't really notice the score unless it's taking me out of the film. Right. Uh, well, and I, I feel like I that's the same that. with lettering. Like if the lettering looks bad, I go, "Whoa, that's rotten." Yeah, I, for some reason I don't pay attention. Like I can tell good lettering from bad lettering, but I don't really pay attention if it's. Um, just lettering, you know what I mean? If it's just really just good, it's fine lettering. Um, but like, I can't believe you can't think of any sound effects. So we got thwip. I mean, there's boom. No man, we got. Snicked. Well, not everybody can do it. Who snicked? Oh, snicked. Okay, yes. Yeah, so you got like bamf. Yeah. Okay. You got Nightcrawler's night signature bamf, badass motherfucker. You know, uh, you got snicked from Wolverine when he pops his claws. You got yes. thwip from Spidey when he shoots his webs. Yes. I might have run out. But, like, still, there's some good ones. <laughs> Isn't there a... S Who else has one? Isn't this... <laughs> You're just... Isn't there a... S having a stroke? What are you doing? Like a... No. Isn't there, like, a... Um, uh, what, what does it sound like when Superman uses his heat vision? I think it... Oh, I don't know. I want to say it's like a... Vroom, vroom. I bet there are people out there who are screaming at their... Uh, iPods. Is that still a thing? Do people have iPods? iPhones? Hey, here's a question. Is there a sound effects in Star Wars comic books when they light up the lightsaber? Because oh, everybody makes the sound. Like, yeah. how would you spell that? I, I would do, all right, if I had to sound effect a lightsaber, V-R-R-R-U-M-M. -R -R Vroom. Vroom. <laughs> that's, just, that's, that's the show. We're just going to be roaming into the microphone. I'm looking through the Marvel. Uh, see, he just turns it on, and I don't see a sound effect. Yeah. You know what you need? You need one of the older, you like the original run the Star Yeah, the 70s. Because if they were going to have a sound effect, it would be in there. Yeah, you're right. You know, nowadays, you know, they, they, they're too cool for sound effects. Um... Yeah, you're right. How do you not have a sound effect for your lightsaber? Come on, man. I mean, that's like a classic sound. Everybody makes that. Everybody makes that noise, man. I tell you what, though, this is uh, what's his nuts? Stuart Eminem drawing this. Oof, my man. This is some nice stuff. Well, Stuart Eminem, you know. Stuart Eminem, all day, air day. All day, air day, air day. All right. Anyway, so wait, what? What were we talking about? <laughs> 
Yeah, see, like, I was, talking, email? I was talking about, like, how I like uh, John Workman's lettering. Yeah. Like, that's a little bit of John Workman's Oh, lettering. yeah. It's big. It's powerful, man. Mm-hmm. I see. That's all that 80s stuff. Yeah. 80s Thor. St- was that? Um, it is Thor. Um, Walt Simonson. Walt Simonson. There it is. Thank you. Um, hmm. Yeah, but he did, some, he did some Superman. He did some Superman. Cock-a-coom. He did DC. He, did, he is the letterer behind... Um, uh, what was that? Mar- the DC classic book that Mike McNola did, Cosmic Odyssey. Oh right, he's yeah, a letterer yeah, in yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, I don't pay attention to those guys for whatever reason. I know Chris Eliopoulos. Yeah, that's um, uh, Larson's. That's letterer. all I got. That's that's not the only one you know. You don't know. Um, well, you know. I know Blambot. Is that a right? You know Tom Orzachowski? Orzachowski. Yeah, I do know that. You're right. You're right. And you know uh, John, I want to say his last name is Costanza, but I'm pretty sure it's not Costanza. Don't know who that is. But he's the, he's the, he's the um, if you look up any uh, Alex Ross comic book. Oh, he did it? He, he is uh, Alex Ross' preferred letterer. Okay. Yeah, for some reason. They just don't, I don't. Don't do anything. They don't. They don't. uh, Yeah, they don't spark my fire, (laughs) as the kids say (laughs) these days. That band does not spark my fire. Remember when um, Image started, and um, Comic Craft got like yeah, like their contract yeah yeah to letter all of their comics. Maybe that's what I was thinking of was Comic Craft. Yeah. Yeah. Blambot. Are they different than Comic Craft? They're different. Yeah. 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 I know a couple of letters, or at least some studios that do lettering. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, as, an, as a graphic designer, I have purchased uh, fonts from Blambot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, they were doing Elephant Men, right? Is that the same? Was that those dudes? Or is that Comic Craft? I Shit. Think that was Comic Craft. Doesn't matter. Whatever. We got letters. Oh, we got letters. Oh, we, we got, got lots, lots and lots, lots and lots and lots of letters. Um, here's one. I'm bringing it up now. <laughs> you're, you're about to hear it. It's going to be great. This one's for spoiler alert. Shit. Okay, here's one from Christopher Goodnight called My Fantastic Forecast Slash Pitch. Okay. So it's probably a pitch of a cast and the story. Read the title, Len. I blamed you for the Jessica Jones digital only slash straight to trade paperback decision. It's all your fault. You're welcome. <clears throat> Sean Austin voiced Raphael on the for the uh, yeah for on the 2012 20 to 17 Nickelodeon Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it was Raphael. Uh, based on your casting decisions, I came up with my own Fantastic Four. Well, I'm sure you did. Zach Guilford from Friday Night Lights as Reed Richards, 36 years old. Hmm, that's a good one. Jesse Plemons from Friday Night Lights. Ben Grimm, 30 years old. Britt Robertson as Sue Storm. She's 28, but she can still pass as 18 to 21. She usually plays a teenager, but she played a young mom in Mother's Day. And Logan Schroyer, 17-year-old Kevin from This Is Us as Johnny Storm, was born in 1999 and is 19. Perfect age to be buddies with Spider-Man, and he looks the part of the young, arrogant hotshot. Okay. 
If they wanted, they could set their franchise in between Captain America and Captain Marvel and have the first or second movie set in the negative zone where time passes differently there in explaining their absence in the universe till now. Give Wanda a no more barriers line at the end of Avengers 4 to explain their escape from the negative zone. The first movie should be Mole Man, just cause. Save Doom for the final movie, but maybe use flashbacks to his and Reed's rivalry in the first two movies. That's my pitch. Chris, St. Saucy, good night. Can't wait for your thoughts on the Venom trailer. I really like that idea. Uh, what are you saying about um, having the Fantastic Four have take place in the negative zone? Because mm-hmm. why not? I don't think the no more barriers thing would... I don't, yeah, I don't think... Yeah, I think Reed would just figure out a way to get back. Right. He's smart. He doesn't need magic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I'm down with that. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. I, I, I'm down with that. The cast doesn't sound bad. Uh, I even like the idea of it maybe being the mole man, and mm-hmm. you could get away if you didn't want to do the negative zone. You could get away with them actually being on the trail of the mole man mm-hmm. underneath the earth. Yeah, when yeah. everything is going on, mm-hmm. and if the earth tremors a little bit while they're down there, they just thinking that it's the mole man until they capture the mole man and realize like. Oh, snap. It wasn't him. What would you think, and this, this is a bit of a stretch, but what would you think, Leonard, of the Fantastic Four already having been in existence in another reality, another dimension, and then breaking through to ours and being trapped here? I like it because it avoids having to go through the whole... Um, origin rigmarole? Origin r- rigmarole and all yeah. that type of stuff. You know, they could basically like just say, yeah, we're a family of adventurers, you know, we, mm-hmm. You know, we got lucky, but it didn't stop us, stop our curiosity or whatever. Yeah. And you just keep it, keep it moving. I, mean, just, I've, I keep seeing the origin story over and over and over again, and I don't want to anymore. Although, oh, you know what? Side note, I have an employee. Her name is Rachel. She just, she's hired. She's a friend of mine. She's been a friend for a while. And um, I'm teaching her about comics and stuff. She needed a gig, so I'm helping her out. And uh, so I'm teaching her slowly about comics, and she reads a comic every shift. Uh, recently, she read the trade paperback for Spider-Woman by Brian Michael Bendis and liked it a lot. Um, but for years, I've been saying Spider-Man and Superman, you don't need to show their origin stories. Same with Batman. You don't need one. Everyone knows Superman's origin story. Everyone knows Spider-Man's origin story, so on and so forth. But I was talking to her the other day, and I forget how it came up, but at some point, she uttered the sentence, oh, I didn't know that Superman grew up on a farm. Mm. And I was flabbergasted. I, I couldn't hide my surprise at the fact that she did not know that. So it's interesting to me that there are people who don't know Superman's origin story. Yeah, that, that is interesting, even though I think to the world at large, I honestly think and this has always been the case with Superman. They think that he was, you know, from Krypton, mm-hmm. they may or may not know that he came down as a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if they do think that he came down as a baby, they figure he grew up, and next thing you know, he's in Metropolis. Yeah. So they figure everything else don't really matter. Right, yeah. He's in Metropolis with Lois Lane. Yeah. So it gets shorthanded that way. Yeah, you know, I guess like, you're right. Like Batman, it's like my kid, my parents got killed, I put on a cape. Done. Done. Yeah. So... Yeah, I just thought it was interesting. I was I was uh, amazed. That but, was cool. So thank you so much. I think that was a pretty good pitch from Christopher St. Saucy. Good night. Well done. 
Now, should we? Uh, can't wait for your thoughts on the Venom trailer. R Len, had you seen the Venom trailer? I think this is Venom trailer number three at this point. I have not seen the third Venom trailer because I've seen enough Venom trailers that I'm good. Are you sure? You sure you don't want to see this trailer? Because we'll watch the trailer. I, I don't need to see the I trailer. I kind of want you to see the trailer, Len. But if you're, if you're, we'll if be you right back like, okay. after this trailer. Yes. Len. Yo, what's up with Tom Hardy's voice in this thing? He keeps thing? doing that stuff, man. He keeps, I mean. He keeps doing the voices. And I. I saw a movie. And I, 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 I shouldn't have brought it up because I, I know I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> because it's it's him and it's, um, I think it's James Gandolfini. So it was, it was definitely a few years ago. Uh, and he plays, he's doing a Boston accent. Mm-hmm. And it's not a bad Boston accent, mm -hmm. but that may be the most I was able to understand the guy yeah. in a movie. Yep. Ever. Yep. I, I can't understand what he's saying. Yep. Even as, so we just watched the trailer, and even though he's playing Eddie Brock and Venom, uh, both, but it doesn't matter which time we see him, it's hard to understand what he's saying. He's, he's putting on this weird accent as Eddie Brock, which comes across as uh, dumb. He doesn't seem like an intelligent person. Yeah. As far as, as far as I'm concerned. He doesn't seem like a journalist. No. No. He Is seems he like, supposed to be a journalist yeah. in, the, in the movie? Okay. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, they even mentioned yeah, they mentioned in the trailer that he's a journalist. And, okay. Uh, so that doesn't come across. And then the Venom voice, I don't know if they're digitizing his voice or whatever, but I had to listen to it real close. To even pick up what he's... Yeah, like Same. pancreas. And I was like, oh, okay, that's that's what he's saying. And Venom sounds smarter. Then, then yeah. Venom has a better vocabulary. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I like, didn't like a, it. Like a turd in the wind. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like it, man. I, mm. I mean, I, I'll say this: the special effects of Venom mm -hmm. are great. Yeah, they're yeah, good. That's fine. You yeah. can't. I can't knock that. But I didn't I, mind it in Spider-Man 3, the movie that never happened. Like, I didn't mind the mm, Venom effects in that. Nah, it was a like different that. effect. It was less gooey. It was more uh, solid. Yeah, I didn't but, like that. But this one I kind of like. Yeah. But that's about it. Mm. The, everything else about this movie just sounds... And everything else about this movie just sounds insufferable. Mm -hmm. I'm going to watch it. Because we're contractually obligated to watch all yep. these comic book superhero-ish movies, but it just does not look good no. at all to me. And then we got another another movie where it's just a Venom versus another Venom. Yeah, was that? See, I was waiting for like. Are, I actually was waiting for Carnage. There are multiple Venoms in this movie. Um, or a symbiote, symbiotes. Yeah. And uh, man, just I, I don't care. There was like a CG scene in there at the end where the two symbiotes are fighting, and then they've they're expanding themselves so that you can see the people underneath mm -hmm. the two mm -hmm. humans. And it just it reminds me of the Transformers where you can't tell the Autobot from the Decepticon. It's yeah. just a box of knives fighting a box of spoons. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is like. A, bucket of jelly fighting a bucket of jam. I just don't, I don't care. Why does every, I guess it's every movie now, have 
a bridge shot. <laughs> it does. It's an establishing shot, Len. You need to see that you're in a major metropolitan area with a bridge. Does a, so bridge <laughs> equals metropolitan area? You know what they're doing? They're trying to bridge the gap between oh, actor and audience. And so that is a visual representation of them reaching out to us with empathy and being like, come, come watch our movie. Come to Cross the movie. bridge from hatred <laughs> into loving a uh, movie that you're not going to like. So, yeah. That's a bridge too far. Yeah! That's our show. <laughs> we're done. Forever. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're going to go see it. Yeah, we're going to go see and, it. And, you know, we were talking, I guess, well, yeah. Hopefully you edited all that out. Yes. Um, what I said was, if I get basically uh, the Meg out of this, I'm fine with that, too. I just went and saw the Meg. The Meg is it's fun, right? It's fun. It's a big, dumb, fun movie. I posted it on Facebook because what I've been doing is I'll take the movie poster and I'll put that in my uh, images folder, my, my photos folder right. in Facebook, uh, you know, movies I've seen in 2018. And then I'll put a little star review or whatever. But my... Uh, my subtitle or whatever I is was two stars. Yeah, I gave it two stars, but it was a fun two stars. Oh, why'd you give it so? That's, I'm assuming it's two out of four. Two out of five. Two out of five? You only gave it five. two out of five? Yeah, because it's not a good movie. It's a good movie. It's not a movie that I'm comfortable giving more than two stars to. How about that? It's a good movie. Is it though? It's entertaining. It's entertaining. Yes. It's very entertaining. Go on. It's fun. Yeah. Okay. It's you know these. the people that are acting in it. You know they're having a ball. You can tell they're having fun in the movie. Uh huh. You know, and the story. You know, is linear. And <laughs> <laughs> then uh, ends. Uh, yeah. You know, with stuff happening in the middle of it. There. Yeah. Yeah. You know. You know what? You're right. <laughs> it was linear. <laughs> uh, no, it was cute. It was it was fine. You know, I'd seen the things that Jason Statham was upset that it wasn't quite the movie he signed on for. He wanted to be like this sort of really brutal, um, violent film mm -hmm. uh, with more blood. And you don't really get a lot of blood for a movie about a giant monster eating people. You don't. But uh, I'm also fine with that. I don't care. I thought it was solid enough that I didn't need gore to make it better. You yeah. Know? I thought so. there was enough... Uh, Implied gore. Yeah. In the movie. People got eight. Yeah, people got eight, but there was a, a huge balloon gets popped. <laughs> yep. And it was pretty cool. Can't argue with that. I enjoyed it. I mean, but you're still only giving it two stars. Yeah, it was fine. No, that's not. Yeah, it's good. You should at least give it two and a half. Why? That's a halfway point, halfway point to five. Well, yeah, but it's not that good. But what's not good about it? Uh. What's not good about it? The dialogue? Um, what do you mean the dialogue's not good? The dialogue wasn't good. It's Megalodon. <laughs> you're, just, <laughs> you're just arguing with me to argue with me. And it's, you're not even making salient points. No, you're just I saying am. words. It was funny. Megalod there was, there was, there was funny bits in the, in the script about mm -hmm. how, the, how the, the, the one black guy, he's just worried. He's like, yo, man. Oh, he was so annoying. But he wasn't annoying because you know one thing that he said that you never hear in these movies was that he got upset at the hero. Mm -hmm. And he got upset about the hero. Usually you hear that you get upset about the hero because, oh, man, you're going off on your own, man. And, and you know, man, you shouldn't be doing that. It'll ride it out with us or whatever. No. He got upset at the hero because the hero got his friends killed. 
Oh, yeah. And you never hear that. That's true. You never hear yeah. that really stuck with me that, that he pointed it out. And for the rest of the movie, that's what he was about. He was mm. like, dang, you know, it was, these were my friends. These yeah. were my these these were my dudes. You know, I've been here on this on this rig for like a year and these these are the guys that got me through. Mm-hmm. And now they're gone. And he he lamented that loss. Yeah, I like you that. know what I mean? I, I that's good dialogue. That's a good script. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, do we have another email? I bet we do. Yes, I we do. I bet we have like six. <laughs> We've got another email. This one is from. Uh, this is from. You can um, do it. Rodolfo. Oh. Of 10,000worlds.org. Messieurs Len and JD. First and foremost, thank you for making Gutter Talk. Whenever a new episode appears on my gizmo, I move it near the top of my listening queue. As soon as I start to hear those jazzy tunes from that old Spider-Man cartoon, my day gets a little brighter. Now, permit me, if you will, to risk getting called a coconut by my contemporaries as I attempt to defend the memory of an old dead white guy author named J.R.R. Tolkien. Johnny was more than just a cunning linguist but a full Oxford professor of literature. So there, so if there was an anti-Semitic origin to the Luton or goblins of French fairy tales, he would have probably known it. However, the goblins of Middle Earth don't really reflect Muslim or Jewish racial stereotypes of then or now. The dwarves, whose kings occasionally went gold crazy, fit one Jewish stereotype, but the species as whole exhibits more positive traits, such as industriousness and stoicism. Stoicism. That too. So they're not a good fit either. In short, there's much more evidence of racist thinking in the actual text of H.P. Lovecraft's story than anything I've read from Professor T. Hmm. I've lived long enough to have people give me the Marxist, feminist, and environmentalist readings of Tolkien. I've had military historians tell me Sauron was a stand-in for Hitler, and counterculture types tell me that old J.R.R., must have written the Salamarian while tripping. This makes me think that like Luke Skywalker entering the dark side tree on Dagobah, some of what we get out of books is what we bring with us. Hmm. If goblins were deliberately created as a racist symbol 700 plus years ago, I can't think of any author who actually used them as such in the 20th or 21st centuries. However, symbols change across time and culture again and again. So perhaps I'm about to start running into people who now see racism when they encounter Tolkien's goblins. Perhaps I'll be able to avoid those people until, say, a post-human reading of the Lord of the Rings becomes in vogue. Just my two centavos. Thanks again for all you do. Between you and some other Philly area podcasts, I get the impression that your town is a magical place. All the best. Rudolfo. Ah. 10,000worlds.org. Thank you so much. Um, okay, good. All right. Yeah, because yeah, when someone had said that there were a lot of these like specific uh, readings of these characters, I was like, oh, really? I didn't, I didn't know about these things. So um, I guess it just depends on your reading. And I think uh, as with many things, uh, what you bring with you definitely affects your reading yeah, of certain... It yeah. does. So I never... You know, people that said that about Tolkien's writings, I was like, oh, okay. 
So it just goes back in the, into the quiver, but you know, it didn't change my reading of it. Mm-hmm. You know that the books were too long, and um, I didn't really care about the books. I liked the movies, and that's what counted. Yeah, I couldn't do the books. I no. tried. Too many songs. I'm reading too many songs. I can't do it. <laughs> For some reason, I just I, I got a couple pages in, and I was like, "This is um, this is I'm still reading a song." All right, I'm done. Uh, I have another email about the same thing. Okay. This is from Dean Howard. Hello again. I was just listening to your latest episode where the subject of Tolkien came up. I've been a longtime fan of The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, so it would make me sad to think of Tolkien as a racist. I can't attest to his actual opinions since I never knew the man, but I can offer an alternative perspective based on his writings. Okay. I think the issue is that Tolkien wrote in a way that is applicable, to use his words. Uh, applicable? Tolkien hated allegory, the idea that aspects of a story have a direct real-world correlation. Story point, story point A equals real-world point B. Mm. He felt this was the author exhorting too much control over the readers. Tolkien wanted the readers to draw connections on their own. That is why some readers can see Frodo and Sam's relationship as a gay relationship, or that the story is about nature versus technology, east versus west, and so forth. Hmm. For example... Nazi Germany certainly read things into Tolkien's writings. When they wanted to publish his stories, they wanted proof of Tolkien's Aryan ancestry. In a book collecting Tolkien's personal correspondence, he actually took the publishers to task for insinuating having Jewish blood made someone or something less worthy. Could I be wrong? Certainly. I've never suffered the injustice of racism, and admit I sometimes view the world through rose-colored glasses where no one actually hates people that are different. Hopefully, that is not the case here. Moving on to other topics, I agree that Titans is too dark. I think it's the wrong tone to take with these characters specifically. I appreciate your thoughts on the She-Ra redesign. I, for one, think it works. It makes her look strong and confident, traits I associate with the character. I'm looking forward to watching it with my daughter. JD, last time I wrote in, I forgot to congratulate you on the new store location. Maybe one day I can take a trip to PA and stop by. Keep up the great podcast. Thanks, Dean Howard. He didn't actually write that. I'm just adding that. Um, So, yeah. Uh, Then I I guess maybe there isn't that. uh, We're getting a lot of uh, backlash about the the racism and the sexism and all that in Tolkien. Right. Well, but but I don't see it as backlash. I see it as, like you said, that, you know, it's like people, it all depends on the lens through Mm -hmm. which you are looking at it, you know? I agree with him about Titans, um, but if you want a lighter fare of Titans, go see Titans, Teen Titans Go! to the movies, which is in the movies. Well, it was. I think it's actually left already. Because already? No. It was not a hit. Wasn't it? No. I oh, don't believe, I thought it was. I do not believe it has been a hit. Oh, jeez. I believe it has not been... Uh, well received? Well received by the by the public, or at least they're not going. You know, they feel like, oh, I can get it for free on Cartoon Network. Why mm-hmm. am I going to pay like $20 to take y'all out of the house mm-hmm. when, when they're marathoning it to, on Cartoon Network? Go. Yeah, I, I saw a lot of complaints online that uh, Cartoon Network just plays Teen Titans Go all the time. They do. Yeah. You know. Uh, and I've tried. I don't know if we talked about it, but I went and saw Teen Titans Go. And uh, when I went home, I was like, you know what? Let me try the, the TV show again because a lot of people all, who are uh, saying it's great I'm like, no, no, it's not just for kids. It's great. It's got a bunch of stuff in it. And, uh, yeah, I got maybe three episodes in, and I just went, I don't, I can't, I don't, I can't care about this. And that's fine. You don't have to care about, like, I don't care about the show either, 
But um, I like the movie. I thought there was enough jokes in there to, you know, for to keep my attention. Mm -hmm. uh, they kept killing the Adam. I Mitchell's thought that hilarious. was killer. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with that right there. And um, there is a bit where uh, they start messing with the origins of different superheroes, mm -hmm. and some of it got pretty dark. And that's probably when I laughed the most. Oh yeah. 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 That that, that was especially when they have to, they actually have to reset so that the the heroes actually you know come to play, mm -hmm. come to pass, which means that they have to push the ways back into the alley. Um, the movie has made thirty million dollars. Oh, jeez! Uh, all together, uh, and it made ten point eh, ten million dollars on its opening weekend. It, it opened as like number five. So, I mean, it's probably doing. Let's let's put it this way: it's probably going to make its money back. Yeah, yeah. It was fine. It was cute. It was whatever. I don't ever need to watch a Teen Titans go again. My favorite part was at the very, very end uh, during the mid credit sequence where the oh, yes. regular, the original Teen Titans showed up and like, I think we found a way to get back. So yeah. uh, that was the part I was stoked about. I did not know because I didn't watch that show to the end. Mm -hmm. You know, I always appreciated it, but I just didn't follow it. I didn't know that it never had a true finale. Yeah. Like it, it basically ended on a cliffhanger. Did it? I don't remember. It's been so long. Yeah, they were fighting like some sludge monster or something like that. Oh. And Beast Boy had just seen somebody who he thinks is Terra. Oh, okay. And then and then there were none. Oh. And then there was a movie, wasn't there? Was that, was that, that in the middle of the show? No, I think, the, I think the movie came after it, but the movie doesn't pick up from there. Oh, that's it, dumb. It's like, it, it's like a whole other story. It was Teen Titans Go to Tokyo or something like that. Yeah. yeah. It's like a whole original um, story. But, uh, well, thank you so much, Dean Howard. I uh, appreciate it. Yeah. Um, oh, and she -Ra, yeah. We agree with you agreeing with us. We'll say that. Thank you. Next up on the email hit parade is Ben Fiore, who does some Fantastic Four fan casting of his own. Hey, guys, I'll keep this quick. I loved your attempt at fan casting Marvel's first family, hems and halls and all. <laughs> hold on. Hold on a second. Hold on. So I haven't listened to the episode. Did you did you leave in all the hems and halls? I, I left a few. <laughs> How dare you. Well, we had to. All right, God. We, we have to bring them into the world. I, you know I what I mean? Yes. You know? Ugh. I like to posit my own lineup that I think could work well. Okay. Thinking about the younger casting, the mid-20s, I think there's some potential pulls from the current young X-Men actors. Mm. For one, I think that Nicholas Holt, well-known for playing uh. Beast, would make an excellent young Reed Richards. He's already proved he can play smart, and I don't think adapting, adding aloof would be a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> stretch. For Sue Storm. It's a pun. I, 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 I see where he's going. For Sue Storm, another young actress that I would love to see fit into the MCU somewhere is Emma Roberts. She's blonde already, very cute, and can play smart and down-to-earth with ease. As for the big orange guy, I started thinking about... Trump? No, that's oh. the wrong orange guy. I started thinking about who would look good and fit on his own, but also has proved able to do mocap and physical roles. The first guy who sprung to mind is... Darth Vader's own secret apprentice from The Force Unleashed, Sam Witwer. In addition to that role, he's also done well as a vampire in the U.S. version of Being Human and played at a slightly rocky 
monster before mm-hmm. in his role as Doomsday in Smallville. While a bit older, I think he can easily play younger than he is. So that's that dude who always looks like he's wearing uh, eyeliner even when he isn't? I don't know. Is yeah. That, is that him? Yeah. He, I always wondered if he's wearing makeup or not. Really? Yeah. So he's got like a Johnny Depp look? Because Johnny Depp always looks like he's wearing eyeliner. Well, he actually is wearing eyeliner. I think this guy just has uh, eyelashes thick enough that it looks like he's wearing eyeliner. It's Ooh. Interesting. Yeah. Ooh, pretty. Rounding things out with Johnny Storm. Once I locked into Sam Witwer, I naturally fell to his Being Human co-star, Sam Huntington, as a perfect, immature older brother to Sue and friendly antagonist to Ben. I know this goes against Len's older, more established version, but I think that if part of the future of the MCU is to cycle out some of the older legacy heroes they've accrued, I think it seems likely that they'll want to inject some younger blood to carry things forward. Plus, by starting with them younger, they'd have a lot more runway to stay in it for a good decade or so. As much as I'd love to hear your thoughts on X-Men recasting, I won't hold my breath as that is a Herculean task. Though I think finding a sensible way to suddenly have mutants in the MCU when they never had it before is in itself going to be a hard sell if Disney decides they want to go that route. But I have faith in Feig as he has yet to steer things wrong, in my humble opinion. Final thoughts. I'd like to hear your thoughts on Ruby Rose being cast as the Arrow versus Batwoman. I'm on board. As well as on DC announcing a Supergirl movie in the works while the show is still going strong. I'm less on board. Patient and loyal listener, Beardyak, out. Word. Thanks, Beardyak. That's a, that's a good email. If you are a fan of uh, Batwoman, then you will want to be following me on Instagram, well, not me specifically, but Batman Whiteboard Mm. on Instagram because um, with today's posting, which went up the same day that this show will go up, maybe, uh, Batwoman is making her claim to take Batman's place on the whiteboard. What? Oh, my goodness. Yes. I like it. Ruby Rose. Oh, I do, too. I like it. I saw that and I went, well, that's perfect. Yeah. I, that I, looks badass. I liked Ruby Rose. The first time I came across her was, um, I think, either season two or three of Orange is the New Black. And I was like, yo, I am, I'm, I like this character. I like this this character. I like, I'm liking this actress. Mm-hmm. I've since seen her in John Wick 2. She was doing work in that. And then she shows up in The, the Meg. Meg. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I think she's fine. I I can't really say that she's done enough work that I could go, she is a really solid actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at no point have I seen her in a movie and been like, ah, geez. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, I can't swear by her acting ability, but when I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah, that's pretty perfect. Maybe now, it's her look. Her look is definitely, uh, yeah, I don't her, know if it's her a, aura, her yeah, being. Yeah, I think her, her aura. Yeah, she has existence. She's made more of a presence in the limited, you know, film, amount of work that she's had. Yes. Than say Gal Gadot did mm-hmm. in her limited work before being Wonder Woman. Before being Wonder Woman, but but look how she did there. That's so, a good point. Yeah, I think when Wonder Woman got cast, a lot of people went, "Who?" Yeah, the, but the, a lot of everyone's going, "Oh yeah, the chick that died <laughs> in Fast that. and the Furious that nobody seemed to care about." Yeah. Um, 
And the one, oh, so, you know, of course, I made the mistake of clicking into the comments whenever, you know, I see, I scroll on Facebook and I see that uh, CBR, or one of those sites, has reported that Ruby Rose is taking over as, uh, or not taking over, but, you know, becoming Batwoman. And uh, my favorite is all of the, the dummies who are like, oh, this is more of them pushing their liberal agenda on us and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, mother, you, do you not realize that the character is gay? Yeah. Like, it's, she's a gay woman. The character just is a gay woman. Exactly. It's not like they took a straight character and all of a sudden they were just like, gave it to a lesbian actress or something. So silly. But it was just fun to watch those people who don't read the books, who don't mm. understand the characters, having a hissy fit. So, um, yeah, man, when I saw it, I went, well, okay. I couldn't have picked a better... You know, it's one of those things, if we were casting somebody, I would have gone like, had you brought that up, I'd have been like, ah, I should have thought of that. It's such yeah, a perfect, too. you know what I mean? Because I don't think, I, I'm definitely sure she wouldn't have been my first thought. Nah. But uh -uh. but when you say it, it's like, okay. oh, well, of course. Yeah. You know, so, so I'm with it. The whole Supergirl thing, because, mm. you, know, I, I, you know, I don't watch the CW shows anymore, but I try to stay at least a little bit in tune to what's going on. And it sounds like they're trying to make her more of the figurehead of that universe oh. or certainly maybe more of a, a figurehead in that universe and I think that which makes sense because you know I believe they more or less I believe the writing on the wall is that this may more or less be Arrow's last season oh really yeah so I think you know they are trying to you know has their bets you know naturally there's the flash mm -hmm. but you also do have Supergirl which is a good show, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and so maybe trying to build her up a little bit. I, I, don't, know if, I don't know if I see her ready for um, a movie, like a feature film. Oh, I don't, uh, forget me if I'm wrong. I don't think that they're looking for her to be Supergirl in the film. Oh, they're just doing a Supergirl movie. Just like they're doing a Flash movie, oh, well, but without Grant Gustin. Oh, well, see, now that's dumb. Yeah. Yeah, that's dumb. That's dumb. That's that. See, that's dumb. that's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're going for Melissa Benoist to be the big screen. Very rarely do these actors, the TV actors, make the jump with the same character to a big screen. You know what I mean? It's not like they got right. But I but, but what I was hoping for was that maybe what they were more talking about was a old-fashioned TV movie. No. You know, no, no, the, they're looking to make like a big budget Supergirl film. Oh, probably to play off the whole other um because when he goes to the fortress right, in Man of Steel. He's got the other like yep. pod there or something like, "Oh, that's dumb." I, I mean, know. I mean the pod is there so the story obviously was an was a a, a forethought, but I think that first of all, all right, let's put it this way. If you want to introduce whoever was in that pod, that's fine. Mm -hmm. And if that person was a girl, maybe a blonde girl, that's fine. Uh-huh. But Are you about to say you're going to introduce a blonde Kryptonian and not make it Supergirl? Is that where you're heading? No, but I'm saying if you're going to do that, don't put it in a Supergirl movie. Put it in oh. put it in Man of Steel number 2. That's what I'm saying. Uh, are they still making that? Well, whatever the next Superman, Superman movie. movies with that dude. Well, well I would. All right. Um, I think they owe it. Brandon to him. showed up. Brandon's here from the uh, our. 
fan favorite segment, Brandon Ask Us. Yes. Uh, and he's showing us something on, I guess it was posted 21 hours ago on comicbookmovie.com. Zack Snyder claims the open pod in Man of Steel wasn't hitting at hinting at Supergirl. Yeah, I read that somewhere. But here's the thing. It don't matter. Because yeah, Zack if, Snyder if they, is not part of it anymore. How? So why? 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 No, why would he be? No, no. Why do they keep posting news articles about what he said was going to happen? Why do these keep being news clicks? Why is this a thing? Brandon, uh, real quick, we'll give you a, a microphone in a second, but real quick, when you saw that, what did you do? I mean, I didn't really care, but yeah, I don't know. It didn't really matter to me, but I think like it makes sense because when... Um, when anyone leaves something, they always say like what they were planning to do, and everyone like still cares. I think. Yeah, but did that's, you read the that's... article? I read a little bit of it. I heard that, like, he clicked it. He did click it. It's clickbait. What I'm saying is that could have been one article where he listed out all this stuff that didn't happen and was supposed to happen and blah blah blah. But it's like there's just little nuggets getting dropped. Oh, trust me, he probably had one interview, but that's oh, you, know, you hold off on it. Isaac. So here's what I have to say: Internet, stop it with the Zack Snyder BS. No one, stop it. I don't care. No one cares. You shouldn't care because it's never going to happen. So why do you care? Stop. It's done. It's over. And no offense, who cares about Zack Snyder's ideas? Because his movies weren't good. <laughs> they were just okay. They had, they had big problem areas in the best of them. Mm -hmm. And the best of them being Man of Steel. Everything else was not good. Yeah. So... I don't care what he says. Go be with your family, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now it's time to answer, play that fun, fan favorite game show. Brandon, Brandon ask us. us with Brandon. Brandon, yay! Brandon, yay! That's just for Len. <laughs> I love that you're doing the show while eating a Snickers bar, Len. He needs it. He's not him when he's not. That's true. What's the thing? I forget the quote. <laughs> Without it, I'm JD. Oh no! Ooh, okay, this works because we were just talking about Namor. Um, oh yes, we were talking about Namor with a customer that came in here. I don't know. This doesn't really has to Namor unhealthy that much. affection for Prince Namor. Eh. I don't understand it. What did your best friend do to you, Brandon? <laughs> Brandon, tell us what your best friend did to you. Bad things. Bad things. Illuminati. What do you think about it? That's the question. Your the best friends in the Illuminati? I mean, sure, why not? What are you doing here if your best Have friends you in the Illuminati? Have you heard Chance the Rapper's song, I, need I Might Need Security? Nope. Because it is great. You might need help. So Definitely. let me tell you. So let what's me ask you. What's your best friend's name? Do you have a therapist name? for me? Because I don't name? have one anymore. I'm right I had here. one at school. What's his name? But what's then, like, name? I couldn't because school ended. What's your best friend's name? I do called him Izzy. Do you Izzy? Guys, do you guys know that we're recording a show right now? Yeah, I know. Oh, okay. Izzy? That's his name? Oh, wait, I shouldn't have said that. His name's Isaiah, but I call him Izzy, but I feel like making it that specific really narrows things down. <laughs> Why? That's kind of cool. So what did, what did he do to you? Yeah, we'll do this Why are you right no now. longer best friends? Well, so if... Oh, gosh. It's such a long story. Oh, well, JD's we don't have time busy. for that. <laughs> All right, so let's go with Brandon Ask Us. Ask us a question, Brandon. Okay, so... <laughs> No, Len got me all flustered, and I feel like idea. he's going to cut most of that out, but I want you guys to know that he got me all flustered. He probably won't. Eh, now it's I fine. <laughs> I would have, but now I won't. Um, what about so the Illuminati? My question was, if you were to make a new or old Illuminati for Marvel or DC, who would be in it? So, like, 
it doesn't have to be like the current era. Like it could be like the 60s Illuminati or the 70s or 80s or 90s, and it could be from Marvel or DC. It remind me what the Illuminati was supposed to be. They were characters in Marvel who were like the smartest and the most like influential, mm-hmm. and they worked behind the scenes to make to guide the universe in the way they wanted it to go. So the main thing that people know them for is that they're the ones who sent Hulk to that other planet because they were like, he's too Yeah, for Planet Hulk, yeah. Yeah. So that's the, that's the big thing they're known for. That's the main thing I know them for. And the Illuminati, if I remember the comic book cover, it was uh, Tony Stark, Reed Richards, uh, Black Panther, Doctor, Doctor Strange, Strange yeah. and Submariner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But what I was thinking is like, I don't necessarily you know. Professor X? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, he's he in there, too. There too? Was, right, but that's my thing. was he dead? It was just his angel. It was one of the times where he I think, wasn't dead. I think in the new one, like, Beast was in it or something. But that's my point, is that yeah. now, like, I wouldn't necessarily Beast. consider Professor X one of the most influential people. Or, like, Namor. So who would you consider to be that now? Well, so wouldn't be Beast. Yeah, but he's smart. <laughs> he was there to, like, represent the but influential. Mutants, yeah. But also, like, like people who you think would be good at guiding the universe properly. Beast? Listen, I didn't pick the team. <laughs> Hickman did. And like I said, it doesn't have to be now. Like, if you want to say, like, when comics started, who do you think it would be or something like that? Or it could be from when you were kids. Maybe you think it would be other. It would be different people. Here's the new Illuminati. Moon Girl, Riri, Shuri. Boom. Done. Let's keep moving. Shuri? Yes. I don't think I've seen Shuri in anything. Well, take her from the comp. You'll see her in movie. Shuri number one <laughs> when her new comic starts up. There you go. But also, so in the comic books, Shuri is a different character than That's she is. That's true, because she's older, right? Yeah, and yeah. she isn't like wicked smart like she is. Well, trust me, they'll find there'll be a storyline that will de-age her uh-huh. to be exactly as she is depicted. There won't even yeah. be a the storyline. They'll do like Supergirl and they'll just start a new number one and suddenly she'll be a kid in high school. Yep. Sometimes I hate <laughs> comics. Sometimes you hate comics? Yes. Yeah. Sometimes I love them. Because I actually was just reading an article that referenced, um, it, was, it was referencing the latest Batman, number 53. Yeah. And how Batman in there, in this trial of Mr. Freeze, has decided, spoiler alert, for you, all of you that are following this comic, that he's going to be going back to his old costume. Oh, that's it. Yes, that's the big spoiler. Yeah, that's the old. That's the entire spoiler. That he's going back. That to makes his sense. Old costume. Oh, because Doomsday Clock is supposed to be two years in the future, and he has a different, a slightly different costume with like the yellow Thank logo. You. So wait, Doomsday Clock is two years in the future. Well, when it came out, it was supposed to be, but it was also supposed to only be a year long at that time. Yeah. So I don't really know. I was wondering, because we were talking about it on the other show, and we weren't privy to that information. Mm-hmm. We didn't hear that. So when we were talking on uh, Spoiler Alert, um, we were like, why does this have nothing to do with anything that's yeah. going on in the DC Universe? I didn't realize this was a future story. Yeah. That's cool. So we're working up to it. That's cool. I'm Which is weird, that. though, because who knows how that's going to go now? Because when they decided Doomsday Clock, they almost definitely didn't know Bendis was going to come in. Right. So, and since it's supposed to be Superman versus Dr. Manhattan, like, how's that going to work? Mm-hmm. So... Who knows? We'll see. But the point I was getting up to is that in this story on CBR where they were referencing Batman Batman, and him going back to his old costume. And I should note that the old costume he's going back to, I think, is it's not with the yellow circle. It's just the black, black, regular bat 
and then he's got like the pouches on his belt. Um, he, uh, they reference that this will be Batman's, you know, first, you know, costume change since he, the most recent costume change, which took place in Batman number 51 from 2016, which was the final story in the Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo arc. That was Batman number 51, which took place in 2016. <laughs> We're now in 2018, and that was referenced in Batman number 53. Why? Because comics keep freaking rebooting themselves. To be fair, they're not rebooting. I mean, the last reboot 51 was like one was they just renum- two years. Stop, first of all, <laughs> careful how you're manhandling this comic book, man. This uh, is this is Brandon's. He's got to pay for it. Um, res- <laughs> after that, I can do it. Respect it, you son of a. The last reboot so, was like what? Almost ten years ago, though. To well, be okay, fair. whatever they're doing, they keep renumbering. Yeah, it annoys me. Doesn't doesn't that annoy other, anybody else? It annoys everybody. Okay. I just like that DC. They're doing it less than Marvel, though. Marvel at one point was doing like one every year. They were doing a new number That's one. True. That's true. Stop it. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Because one one is doing it a, a smidgen less than the other. Stop. <laughs> Actually, that makes me want to check up on something while I'm while I'm thinking of it. Uh, remember when Marvel did the fresh start a couple months ago? Yes. And they had the new numbering as well as the old, old numbering. numbering. Right. The legacy numbering still on it. Thor number four came out today. And it's Thor number four, but then the legacy is number 710. Just do that. Yeah. Everybody. Marvel, DC, just give us the new numbering with the legacy numbering. Everybody's happy. And then Lynn can shut the hell up. Or just do About the books he doesn't read anyway. (laughs) I was waiting for that. What was I going to say? That was your Randy moment for the day. (laughs) (laughs) I liked what, uh, who wrote Invincible? Robert Kirkman. Yeah, Kirkman. Every like, every thing like issue that ended in one, he always made the number one really big. And I thought that was real funny. Yeah, that was pretty cute. Yeah, I like that too. Um, so yeah. Anyway, you got another question? <sighs> Not really. I have one, but I think it should be like a longer thing. Okay. I don't know if we have time. Well, I mean, okay. I mean, I can think of another question. No, if you don't have one, I don't want to force your issue. That's fine. No. Can we take JD a, have been talking for a minute. Can we pause and then I can come back in like a well, minute? We're not pausing. Well, then we don't need uh, to pause. We'll just have a good JD's conversation broken. while I think. Man, you were just eating a Snickers bar. <laughs> and to be honest, you? the only reason I'm not eating a Snickers bar right now is because I don't have any more uh, Snickers almonds. I, I, you know what? Those I went jam. there wanting the Snickers almonds. Yeah, yeah, you And did. then I was like, now. Those yeah. are the best of the Snickers. I got one. Now I've got a. You got a Snickers almond? Where? Oh, nah. I want you better have two. I'm allergic to nuts. I don't. You're about to get <laughs> um, oh, really, I don't shit. necessarily know what that means. It means it's about to go rifling through your pockets. Okay. It's There's a not verb, much son. <laughs> um, why are we so sassy all of a sudden? You know why? Because it's freaking hot. It's hot. My air conditioning busted. There's flies everywhere. We're like a horse corpse here. Yeah. Swatting away these it's like flies. like the walking dead in this joint. All these flies Damn. buzzing around. <laughs> Brandon's really, got a like, fresh cut. Oh, he does look Oh, now good. he recognizes it. Brand a friend good. came in, you guys don't know, and Len immediately was like, nice haircut. It took JD mentioning it for him to mention my haircut. Shows where I stand, guys. You know what You know what? I don't appreciate is that I didn't get any props just now for recognizing your haircut. I said I thank you. I was used as a propelling board so you can make fun of Len. Because you said it, and then I said thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So I'm mocking Len. 
great. Congratulating JD. Thank you. What's your question? Do you want me to bring up your woman troubles on the show? Sure. Oh, why not? Let's do it. Woman troubles? He's having woman troubles. Oh. What was my question? He doesn't oh. know what to do with this woman that he used to like back in uh, high school. High school? Well, if you only liked her back college. in high school, why is that a question now? Because he's reconnected with her. Huh? They've reunited, oh. and it, it feels, feels so, so good. Uh, well, it's uh, so meh. It feels so meh. Now I can never tell friends, hey, I was on this podcast. You should listen to it. What's her name? It's um, Rogue. And her I'm name is Hannah. Gambit. Hannah. Wolf. Woof. <laughs> now I absolutely can't tell right, people. Because, like, why can't you tell? Because all of my friends know so much about this whole thing that if they hear that I was bringing it up in like to other people, it would just get be a whole topic. What? They would want to hear, like, what did they think? So, when you don't play video games that much. But I don't play video games at all. JD's yeah. real excited for Spider-Man PS4. Yeah, yeah. Which I, I have seen the gameplay of. It does look pretty cool. So my question is, for JD, what... I mean, I guess Spider-Man. I was going to say, what character would you most want a game for? Oh, who isn't? Who doesn't already have a game? Yeah. Invincible. And then, wait, for when it was going to be... No, because he doesn't... He's not a... He won't... That's good. Invincible is a good one. Because Invincible could just be, like, blood red. <laughs> yeah. Throughout the whole freaking They could game. do that thing where, like, the blood hits the camera, the quote-unquote yeah. camera. As he flies through people. Yeah. Chops him in half. I always think, in general, I don't like games where... With super, super powered people. Because I feel like it always ends up feeling like they're underpowered. Yeah. Because you can't, re like the Flash, you can't have a character run faster than light. That's a boring game. Yeah. So it'll feel like, why is he so slow? So I'm always nervous about those. But my question for when was what game character, like if there was a game made of a character, what character would it be that would make you, that would get you excited? Yeah. None of them would get me excited because I just don't, video games just don't do it for me. But it would be cool to see if they could, again, I'm sorry, to put the world of, of Invincible into a video game. Because there are aspects of Invincible that feel like a freaking video game. However, to yeah. your point of a, Invincible being maybe a bit too powerful, then I would say Savage Dragon. Because Savage Dragon's world oh, is that would be so just fun. as bonkers. That it's would the same be so world. fun. And it goes cosmic, and it goes like uh, like street level yeah. as well. Oh, man. And he's just big, dumb, strong. It's not like super powered. Yeah. You know what would be cool? Uh, I wouldn't mind a Daredevil game. Same. But wouldn't a Daredevil game start to feel a lot Batman-ish? Yeah. Yeah, but what's the problem with that? Well, I mean, then you just, why not just get Batman? Because they stopped making those, and I want more. <laughs> I think that there could be a cool mechanic in a Daredevil game where um, you you uh, hit bad guys. There'll be like a um, an option to hit them with a ricocheting uh, billy club. That you would, would have cool. to plan out the ricochet. Mm -hmm. I think that could be real cool. Um, but yeah, I think that Savage Dragon bit was pretty cool. Savage Dragon would be cool. Have that has there ever been a. a Aquaman or Submariner game? <laughs> I can't imagine. No. Echo, Echo the Dolphin? I played that. Yeah, that might be kind of cool. Like underwater action. I don't know. I don't know. Aquaman might have been in the DC Universe online game, but I don't know. I didn't play I wouldn't it. mind like a good green green um, lantern. No. Why not? Because you're seeing like making all crazy things with your ring, right? Yeah, yeah. To be man. fair, there was a game. I forget and, what it was and called. And you've got, you could be down on, you could be down uh, in the city. Stopping mm -hmm. crime and stuff, or you could go all the way Outer up into space, space so man. It's cosmic too, yeah. 
I've, so far, I think we've only seen, um, what are they called? Uh, open roaming? Open world, yeah. Not sandbox. Sandbox? No, just like open world games. Yeah. Um, where you can go uh, anywhere you want, but you've never been able to go up into space from that. There's somewhere you can fly. Yeah. I'm playing Shadow of War right now, and I haven't gotten the ability yet, but you can like mm. summon dragons and fly around, which is cool. Plastic Man would be cool in a video game. Mm, maybe. Because that would just be a fun video game. Like yeah. Plastic Man, plastic, a Plastic Man video game would be fun because he could just turn into other video game characters and it'd be mm. like a little knockoff of... That'd be cute. Yeah. Like the Lego game. That'd be real cute. You, oh, man, they could change the style up. Yeah. Like one of them could be like a, um, like a side-scrolling platformer. Yeah, Another like one could be an like open world, John. Or then he turns into like oh, a, a Luigi. Oh, a Yo! Get on this. Yeah. Plastic I want a Plastic Man, Man game. Where he's just like, a, he's red and yellow Pac-Man. Yeah. Yo. <laughs> Yo, that's killer. That would be buckets of fun if done right. That's the point. It's got to be done right. I want a Scott Pilgrim game. Just oh, man, you had one. That would be uh, fun. It was, you downloaded it from uh, Xbox Live. Mm. Uh, that was a great. It was a 16-bit platformer. It was awesome. I and remember seeing people play that. Yeah. Dude, it was killer. And the soundtrack by was... Uh, Anamanaguchi or something like that. Oh, it was like that, that, 8-bit. that that 8-bit um, yeah. band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was killer. It was real good. I had a lot of fun with that game. It was a little bit like uh, Double Dragon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but that was, I mean, it wasn't that underground, but you definitely had to know about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that was a lot of fun. So, yeah, good question. Good question there, Brandon. Brandon. And this is you. why you the, have your own feature. The newly shorn. Needs a better name. Brandon Askus? Yeah. No, that's perfect. <laughs> it's not. It took you like three years to come up with a triple designation. No, I didn't. No. Len put me on the spot. Honestly, I'm still thinking about trying to change that, too. I'm a very indecisive person, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you're having trouble deciding about a girl. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, your, and your best friend. Yeah. You're a mess. You're a whole it's mess. so true. Huh. But at least you're clean. If you guys have uh, relationship questions or or sex questions or uh, here's a sex any kinds question. of questions, here's a sex question. You can email for you, us, Brandon. 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 Could yeah, ask yeah, Brandon. Brandon some you can ask. Mm. ask you, no, I'm too young, okay. right? I don't know. You tell me. You guys you, always treat you me watch young. the secure. Don't you, you JD? Twelve. But and you haven't secure? seen the no, second I've season. I've only seen uh, like two episodes. Oh. Oh man, that's another one. Like Atlanta, mm. man. It's I'm behind on all Cloak the good. And Dagger, Cloak and Dagger. That's I'm really good. On that. Well, yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Insecure and in Atlanta are better than Cloak and Dagger. You have haven't you seen Cloak and Dagger? Dagger? I have. I have so. Oh yeah. How much? I've seen two episodes. Yeah, that's enough. You get it. You know, you're not in after two episodes. I'm not saying it's they bad. They didn't get their powers in two episodes. But that's I'm not saying point. that it's bad. I'm just saying that Atlanta and Insecure are better. I mean, I haven't seen Insecure. Atlanta is better. I'm just saying you haven't given it enough of a chance to say that yet. I have. You need six hours. I've seen. Please. You need six hours Here's of what your we life. need to talk about. Guys. All right. Email in. Tell Len and JD why they need to watch Doctor Who. I've been trying we for the past like six Doctor months. Who. It's <laughs> coming out in October. It's the new Doctor. Tell them gonna why they got to watch the old stuff too. Nah. It's so nah, good. No, we don't. Watch that. Why? I'm going to watch the new stuff. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, it's just, I'm just, uh. I'm never going to do it because you want me to watch exactly. it so much. I know. <laughs> and I hate it. <laughs> it's so good. And you would li like, it's not like sometimes I but recommend things good. that I don't think you would like. It's just I want to talk about them. Yeah. But I genuinely think you guys would like this show. Uh, it's do you not have friends to talk about these things? No. What do your friends do? 
I don't know, normal people think. <laughs> Some of them Excuse used me? to watch Doctor Who, the, and then they stopped watching it. What so the now fuck I are you can't. saying? What do you mean normal people think? Look, it's hot in here. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Guys, I want to watch Eighth Grade. That wanna, wasn't for you guys. I'm telling the audience. I thought you were going to the movies this weekend to see Eighth Grade. Ooh, you I take might. That girl. I don't What's know. Her name, That's the point. That's why I messaged her so that we can go to the movies. But she doesn't know that I want to see Eighth Grade. I just told what her I want to see think, the movie. What does she think you want to see? We're just going to go to a movie. She has She has no idea. Her well, wait a minute. Is... Let me ask you, Brandon. Have see, you seen Sorry to Bother You? No. Have you seen The Black Klansman? No. Okay. Have you seen The Meg? No. But now think about me as a person. Okay. <laughs> think about do those movies sound more like me or does Eighth Grade sound more like me? Well, Eighth Grade sounds more Touché. like you. <laughs> but the Meg, the Meg, I think you would enjoy. And I think The Meg is maybe potentially a better date film. Yeah, Meg, but he's that, not gonna watch I, doesn't necessarily mean I'm trying he to doesn't like date. Spooky stuff. It's not spooky. It's not well, spooky. I know, but I don't care. No. Okay, I never actually talked about my reasoning for that. The reason I don't like scary things is because whenever things. I watch them as for child. the next few like weeks, I start like dreaming about them. Getting like empathetic and I start feeling like the characters feel. Oh yeah. So I get real nervous and stuff. Yeah, so so like I don't want to watch like but if I'm never near an ocean then the Meg's not going to bother me at all. Okay, cool. Yeah, it'll be fine. I mean, there's there's a couple of scenes that happened in the bathtub, but other than that, it's fine. I don't have. I mean, yeah, I do have toilet, bathtub, but who cares? The toilet, toilet scene was rough. You know, I mainly got to see. <laughs> I have another friend who oh, I see man. most other oh, movies man. with. Toilet, Maybe I'll hang out with him. Oh, I kind of want to see Mission Impossible. Oh, I heard that's real good. Go see Mission Impossible. I want to see Mission Impossible. That's a good. Here's date movie. the thing. I want to see Mission. I want to hang out with my other friend too, and he's easier to hang out with. So I want to see Mission Impossible with him. I would see Eighth Grade with him, but we don't like. We're not friends, like, in that way. Like, we don't see, like, serious stuff together. Oh, yeah. So that's why I'm trying to hang out with this girl so that I can go to eighth grade with her. She's not even important in this discussion. I just want to see eighth grade, and I need someone to go with. Oh. Why don't you just go to the movies? I don't want to see eighth grade by myself. Why? Because it's far away, I think. I don't well, Suppose remember. she doesn't want to see it. Then what are you going to do? That's not going to be a thing. What if she's like, oh, she's nah. just going to kidnap her? No. Just put her in the <laughs> truck of your car? Once I say, why don't we go see this movie, she'll be like, I've never heard of it, but okay. Oh. Oh, you just got it like that. No, I just, you that's said, how like, she is. Once I say, we're going to see eighth grade. She's a very, like, she's gonna amenable say, rap. That's a rap. <laughs> she's an amenable person. Like, she goes with the flow a lot. Mm. I think Hannah should come be on the show. Yeah, I think we need Hannah on the show. I've thought about shop. bringing her in here, actually, but now I don't know if I can. Oh, of course. Why not? <laughs> that's a good point. I'm not gonna say. Is she on Instagram? Probably oh yeah, let's look yeah. up her Instagram. Are you on Instagram? Mm-hmm. But I don't. I haven't what posted on, since what, freshman year. But what are you on Instagram as? That's a good question. Let's Brandon, see. ask us. It's um, <laughs> my thing's privated, so it won't really do anything. It's private. Yeah. What guy is private? Everyone. My friend, Women, who I'm no longer talking I, to. I don't know any guy. He had that like private. last time I talked to him, he had like nine thousand followers. So like, I just was doing what he did. How many followers do you have? At least. 30. 30? Is Hannah, does Hannah follow you? No, because as I said, we don't talk anymore. But also, you're, but you're when I say out. that I text Hannah, I don't text Hannah. I Facebook message her because we don't have each other's numbers anymore. That's oh. like where we are. And how long have you been messaging? Uh, oh, yeah. You weren't in this part of the conversation. I haven't talked to her since. This is my second time talking to her in like three months. Uh-huh. But the one time before that was my freshman year of college. Oh, so it's pretty new. I guess also old, though. Yeah. Yeah, but it's reuniting. It's rekindling. It's name brand. Name dot brand underscore. Name dot brand? Because yeah. I couldn't get name brand. That's pretty cute, actually. That is mm-hmm. cute. Yeah, yeah like, look good at you pun. being creative. 
My Twitter is brand new Wee because my middle name is Wee, uh-huh. and it's like brand new me. Sort of. Yeah. That's a stretch, but it, I, I like I like uh, <laughs> brand. Everyone brand. in high school really liked it when I made it. Well, that's cool. So anyway, I don't know if you remember Len, but this is a this is a pop culture podcast. <laughs> I'm pop culture. I'm the most popular culture you know. you'll ever see. The heat might be getting to me. <laughs> it's it's real warm. Either that or they went a little bit high and tighter than they needed to on that haircut. Oh. But with that being said, it's time for us to bid adieu. I really adieu. wonder what's going to be cut and what's not going to be cut. I'm super excited to listen to this one. Yeah. There you go. Let me know because I never listen to him. <laughs> he never once I Once I put the mic down, I'm done. It's done. I can't even be bothered to post well, you them. You missed apparently. that part where when I'm left so in that part where you said that real bad thing. I said a bad thing? No. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Cool. I'm so sorry, you guys, for the last <laughs> 20 minutes of the show. I don't know what the hell. <laughs> we lost the reins on this one. Guys, email in if you think too. Brandon should get his own podcast. I would do it, but I don't have... Oh, oh, I don't that's know. another girl. What would you wish for? There's this other have girl I was going to try and start Shush. a podcast with, Shush. but she moved. He's still talking. <laughs> have, you, have you seen the movie uh, Wet Hot American Summer? Yes. Do you remember how there's like the narrator, the beekeeper, and he's he's doing the radio yeah. show the whole time, and then you find at the end that like it's never been plugged in. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, Brandon, what were you gonna say? I said I want to start a podcast, <laughs> but I have no friends to do it with. There was a girl I was gonna yeah. start a podcast with, but then that was a different problem. Oh. And now she moved to New York, so I can't talk to her. So I mean, you I got guess friends I could. moving to New York. You're breaking up with your best friends. You've got ex-girlfriends that it's you don't even know. It's a very stressful time Wait, in Brandon's just, life. If you want to do a podcast with a lady, why don't you just do the Skype? That's what we do for I don't do think for she wants to talk to me anymore, if I'm being honest. Oh. <laughs> but I like oh. to say, oh, my I friend just it. moved to New York. Why did you, what did you do to her? Nothing. She hurt her feelings? It's very com- Mm. It's always very this complicated is, with you, Thanks Brandon. for joining us, henchmen and goons. <laughs> goons. <laughs> Sidekicks, henchmen, geeks, and goons. This has been Brandon Asks Us, formerly known as Gutter Talk. Good night. <laughs> He's getting real sassy. Isn't he, though? You can, you can email us at... Uh, oh, and join JD's Patreon. Oh, yeah. It's at uh, oh, Patreon. Now he's, a, he's back on his now, side. Now he's my best friend. <laughs> Patreon slash... My new buddy, Brandon. Johnny Destructo. <laughs> uh, you can email us at blacktribbles at gmail.com. Or copopgo at gmail.com. Yeah, that's it. All right. All right. Sorry, guys. Doot-de-doodles. Doot-de-doodles. <laughs>